three, two, one. Yo, yo. We in this thing. Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Blue Experience. As a matter of fact, it's episode 16. I can't even believe that. We've done 16 right? of these joints already, and today is going to be another special one with the one and only right to my was it left or right mr vertical <laughs> sim is going to be on board with us today to discuss all things scenery development in both x-plane 11 and microsoft flight simulator this man has done his homework he's done his work and just everything man so without further ado we're just going to jump right into it man yeah. vertical how you doing brother welcome Good. aboard man awesome 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 so real quick i met you for the first time in 2019 and I'm not sure how many seniors you had then, but between now and then, bro, you have a lot of sceneries out. And we, we're going to want to know how you went about the process of getting through all of those. Not only the X-Plane, but Microsoft Flight Sim dropped a little bit over a year ago. And you jumped on that right away as well. So we're going to be talking about that stuff, man. But before we do that, how was your day today, man? How's it going? Pretty good. So the whole day cleaning and household stuff. So that was fun. And then I got to work on the airport, so. I'm happy. Nice, nice, nice. Talk so about got to get. I was gonna say, is this like, is this all you do now? Like, or is this like what you do, yes, or do yes. you have another job? Well, I'm currently uh, in school for IT, so you know. So you're a professional that, student. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, I uh, just talk about doing little things and get to senior development. I mean, how many hours a day are you spending on this? I say at least, I mean, since I'm a single man studio, probably a good six, maybe six, seven. I try to keep it to your average, like, nine to five work time. So, wow. You know, can't, can't overwork it. You get burned out fast. So I, I can talk uh... more on that later. So would love to <laughs> so i mean let's start from the beginning let's go all the way back vertical how how did this begin man how did you start developing sceneries when did you get into simulators or flying our airplanes and are you an airplane geek how did this start so i i remember my first thing i was actually right on the tail end of when x-plane 10 was being finished with and i think x-plane 11 had just came out and you know, you're flying around, doing your thing and whatnot. And I think it was about the time that Zebo came out. I was, because, you know, being from Tampa, there's never any Tampa scenery. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, hey, you know, maybe I can make my own airport. And so, like, I tried to convert Fly Tampa's Tampa, and I was like, no, it's not working too well. So then that's when I'm, I'm going to make the freeware Tampa. And, you know, I spent a good two or three months on that, learned the ins and outs of WED, what X-Plane uses. It kind of went in there, projected upwards, and it was like, people started donating money and whatnot, and I'm thinking, hey, can I do this for a living or something like that? <laughs> wow. You know, because, you know, I was working your casual teenage job, you know, McDonald's and Chuck E. Cheese, sadly. Uh, wow. You know, so I was Chuck like... Cheese. I'm going to do this while I'm in college instead of doing, you know, fast food and all that. And just kind of propelled upwards from there. So, 
Can you uh, oh, real quickly just hold your mic a little bit closer to your mouth? Sorry. A little low. Yeah. I have you maxed Good. out on my end. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but now we heard um, you. We just want to go ahead and continue. Yeah, I mean, I think now it's been at least a good, maybe, almost probably two and a half years now. So. Wow, that's it? Only two and a half years? <laughs> three, three and a half. Oh, three, okay. Wow, only three and a half years, and I'm looking at your sceneries here on your website, and you have more sceneries than a lot of other developers have been, been around a long time. Jeez, man. How long does it take you to knock out one of these things? So... I mean, it's always your first one is what takes the longest, and I think that was Providence. You can go look at back pictures of Providence version one and compare it to today's work. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to. <laughs> but I, I think that it could maybe like four months for Providence, but it was, oh man, it's probably, it was bad back then. But you don't know these things when you start out. And now you look at your own work some of these times and you're like, oh, sh I should have done that. Yeah. Um, but they, for a good regional like Providence or Norfolk, for example, it takes a good maybe, maybe two, three months at least for that. But big airports like New Orleans or Tampa take a good at least half a year. Wow. Tampa, Tampa ended up being like a good two two-year project, I think, because I did a bunch of small ones in between there because Tampa was so much work because we all know how huge Tampa is. Yeah. You know, between the monorails, the taxiway bridges, and stuff like that. So, it ends up being a lot of work, so you have to kind of like spread it out over time. You know? So. Jeez. So, I mean, I'm looking at Tampa, and it's I always say Tampa to me was one of like the top five sceneries in X-Plane. That's how good it is because of the details. Now I understand why what it takes to get to that level, you know. But <clears throat> even in the beginning, man, I mean, did you, you know, when you started doing it and messing around with wet and stuff, did you ever say, you know what, I don't know, man, this is too much for, you know, for the amount of work you're going to put in and the amount of time it's taken? I mean, have you, have you gotten to any of those points with any of these airports yet in the beginning? Oh, yeah. Every airport. Every airport's you have something that you want to just throw crap at the wall and <laughs> call it a day, you know, because there'll be, there'll be something like, Oh, why did these architects do that? You know, like what's the point of this? And Oh, I can't find updated airline data to put in, mm. you know, and it's like, uh, you just want to like give up on it. But then you go walk away, go do whatever, come back to it. And then the juices start flowing again and it slips through and you get finished. You know, I mean, you have to. It's like, it's like a regular, you know, work job out there, you know. You can't just tell your boss, I'm just going to walk away and come back to it. You know, you have to get it done. So, yeah. but, you know. And every, every airport has been, like I said, it's hit that challenge like that, you know. Um, were, but, were you the developer that I heard that said one time you actually get, because this leads into another question. How do you get... The building details, uh, what do you look at? Is it um, air, uh, photography of the building? Is it uh, satellite photographs, 3, 3D? What do you look at to get like the details in the building and stuff? How'd you get that? Well, for Tampa specifically, you can thank um, my wife for that because I drove her to the airport and she had a professional grade camera. So I was like, can you take pictures of the airport for me? Because <laughs> she did photography a while ago and 
So she got me pictures of everything. And you can even take, if it's good enough, you can actually take the picture and make a texture with it. And that's what I did for some of the stuff. But ah. most of the stuff you take from, um, you know, stuff you can download online, like you just search it on Google, you know, and then take it, put it onto the building or whatever. But a good probably 80% of them are handmade. Um, probably that last 20 is via pictures and stuff like that. Um, but a good a thing that people always underestimate is the amount of time it takes to do the research, too. You know, you're sitting there and you're scrolling through 1,500 videos on YouTube, uh, 737 landing in Omaha, you know, at daytime, then you have to look at it at nighttime, and you search through all the Google image, the photos, and the Bing imagery, and, you know, wow, to find out, like, oh, here's all the edge lights, here's what this is in 2021, to match, you know, to get those professional standards. What about, like, uh... When an airplane, uh, airport updates, like a runway, at a runway, at a terminal, how do you how do you deal with that, or do you do anything at all? Um, I I like to use. I'm really a fan of an Embraer charts tool. Like it's most people use it for flying, but I use it for scenery work. Hmm. Surprisingly, uh, but it allows you to you know say okay, these gates are the new active gates. This is where the expansions are. And you can look at, like, you have to look at Bing, you have to look at Google, because Google usually has the most up-to-date stuff. Uh, and then you kind of have to change your imagery that comes with the airport to match that. And then you move all your asphalt, your concrete, and all that to match what the layouts are. I had to do that with Omaha, because my imagery was from 2018, and they had built a new taxiway. Mm. You know, you could tell fresh white concrete compared to the old concrete all over the airport. So you have to kind of like match it up to what they have now. You know, because you want to be on Vatsim and you're taxiing 50 meters down from where the actual taxiway was. Yeah. You know? So, but that's essentially, you have to kind of just modify it and use that, you know, any way you can think of to be able to use it. Yeah, you said you said somewhere earlier. I didn't even think about this. That it's one thing to look at the airport in the daytime, but at night, I didn't realize that you actually had to look at. What do you look at at nights? The lighting of it, or you know, where to put the lighting yeah, yeah. and stuff. Really, essentially, it's like some airports have LEDs, and some of them have the old sodium lights. Hmm. Uh, and you know, that's people are going to notice that. You know, if you say that, and then you have to figure out where all the side lights on the buildings are. Because you can't see it during the day. Hmm. You, you model the side lights, but you can't see if they're LED or if they're sodium. You know, oh, there's this light over here that I didn't see before. You know, these are all kind of just factors you have to look into. And like, how far, how powerful are these lights? You know, what directions are these lights casting? You know, it's, it's just all uh, kind of played mathematics in your head. With figure wow. this little So. Yeah, that's something I never considered. And, and and as a matter of fact, about night lighting, I'm not sure if you have the answer for this, but why is it that the lighting takes more frame from your simulator versus daytime? Maybe you know, maybe it's a dumb question. And do you take that into consideration also when you're making your sceneries? If I'm remembering it right, I believe it's because it's doing a let's say HDR lighting per pixel or something like that, 
So if you have more stuff that's lit up, it's going to take up permits. Um, I'm trying to what specifically. I don't, Laminar has a whole post written up on it somewhere. Um, but I think it's just because it has to do like remember with the sun, it's a different kind of light than it is with a, like a ramp light because the ramp light shining on only certain objects and stuff like that. So I think that's you know it's doing all the complex calculations and everything. So that's at least my answer to it. Jeez. There's a whole post written up somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Laminar could have just faked it and would have been all good, but they had to make it realistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people are like, the two areas you really succeed in are in ground texturing and night lighting. Because a lot of developers, they kind of just, you know, slap it together. That's that, you know. But I like to sit there and make sure everything's like what it would be in the real world. You know, like like ISP, who's ever seen red edge lights? You know, but it's like that's the thing you look at, and you're like, oh, okay, I should probably do that, you know, to match the realism standards. But a lot of developers won't do that, you know. So, okay, Man. so a quick question because I'm watching the trailer for Omaha, which I've actually never watched, even though I own the scenery. Uh, <laughs> what's up with this? I, you know, actually, I think I remember seeing it now. I'm looking at it, and like, there's a John Deere tra <laughs> tractor. <laughs> driving over the grass field next to the, like what what was your inspiration behind some of these extra little details that you're putting into Omaha specifically? Well, so the John Deere thing, it's a running joke Easter egg thing between my little group of friends. Um one of my friends, I was calling Scotty, he was like, Okay, these storage areas because every airport has like a storage depot mm -hmm, for all right. the like the maintenance and stuff like that. So he was like, you know, those maintenance things have John Deere's in them. You know, you should probably do that. And so, so we like we're looking up and stuff like that. I spent a good like four or five hours, you know, just building the thing, texturing it, and then I had to animate all the little wheels on it <laughs> to go at the right speed and all that. And we had to put the little like. Um, a little end piece for the that actually cuts the grass part of it. <laughs> so had to do all that, and we put the little flag on it, the checkered flag, and the lights and all that. But I spent probably a good four or five hours modeling that. But now I'm like, I'm just gonna include it in every scenery that has grass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have the model now, so you yeah. could definitely do that. What about uh, like um, what and you talked about the textures and like for example in Tampa because you know it's kind of like your home airport you were able to go out there with your wife and take uh you know photos uh for resource photos things like that like how do you because I mean you make scenery for all over the United States and other places as well how are you traveling to like you know uh Providence or Corpus Christi Spokane are you traveling to these places and getting your own reference photos or are you getting help from somebody else um, I mean, like I was telling XP, it's mostly just down to like a lot of research. Uh, you know, like Bing has their bird's eye view and Google Maps. Google Earth has their 3D views and stuff like that. And you search through, you sift the internet through all these photos. Um, you know, and then you kind of say, okay, that that's brick, that's corrugated metal, things like that. And then you do all your models and texture pictures that you got, your reference images. Trust me, there's places like that I don't want to do because there's no reference imagery. 
especially out in like you know middle of nowhere alaska there's only pictures you have to go off but when right. i model when i model you have to like google earth you can actually they have a measuring tool so you can take it and say this building's five meters tall in real life or this building's 16 this little light's 10 meters you know just kind of just kind of thing so but as i said it's just a lot of research it's I mean, just a lot of picking sometimes you kind of like make your own kind of thing you know like say like that may not be it i can't i don't really know the answer to it but yeah. this is what it's so are you a one-man team or you have other people working for you um i'm mostly like 90 percent. i'm a one-man team but uh the first day message with the john deere scotty he's been helping me out with some of the stuff because this year has been a very busy year so um so have you ever thought about like growing the business of vertical sim and maybe you know expanding and allow like you know collaborating with more the developers or bringing them under your wing and kind of producing things faster or more quantity i know you're you know you're more quality over quantity i, I would never see you as a quantity yeah. person but at the same time like we're looking at i mean think about the other people out there these other teams that we're up against like orbix for example the you know uh, gaia they have like 20 something i don't know i was making up numbers but they have like big teams of, of people who are just developing and, and kind of all pitching in do you ever think of growing it that way or do you want to stay more for lack of better words mom and pop shop um I mean, right now, with the way it's going right now, it's, you know, it's projecting very fast, and, you know, I'm super thankful for everybody, you know, every, your guys, you know, Canada, um, you know, you guys are pretty much the reason why I keep doing it, you know, because I could just run off and get another job and do whatever, but. No. No, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 we've been talking about between me and my friends is that, all these other teams, they're only doing, like, European airports. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I remember, like, literally me and Short Final or Mr. X are the only ones doing United States airports. You know, so it's I, like... I was going to say that. I mean, I don't mean to cut you, but I was going to say that. I think you're the the developer with the most U.S. airports made, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I think you, you know, have, what, 15 for X-Plane already? It's some. And that's not even including the freeway ones. That I've right, there. exactly. We haven't got there yet. The freeway. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you know, and and so I mean I mean but guys, let me tell you something. Um, take a look at his website. I'm gonna drop a link in chat. Um, just the way the website is presented, but you can get a chance to look at all the sceneries that you didn't realize that Vertical did. And uh, I remember talking to you a while back. And, you know, you were saying that you were going to concentrate on doing the regional airports, which is what is, would you say that that's what you concentrate on most is just the regional airports over the big ones? Um, I think lately, I think I'm more shifting into the, like, the class, what is it, class Bravo, right? Like class Charlie airports, like, kind of like Tampa, Omaha, and stuff like that, um, it's just like you, you look at a European airport and you see the big ones and you're like, they only got a giant large terminal, but because private ownership and the U.S. is so big, you know, you look at like, for example, like Nashville, you have like 1,500 hangars plus the terminals and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of work for the bigger ones and they take more time. 
so I kind of like to mix it up a bit. Like, I don't think I'm going to go as large as, like, a JFK or something like that. But otherwise, you know, I think the regional has a market because there's so many big airports already compared to how many regionals you have. Not very many. But True. the regionals are in really cool spots that you don't think about going. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, agree. even locations of, like, Omaha. Like, what other Midwest airports do you know besides maybe, like, Denver that you can go to? You know? Yeah, I'll say this. The Omaha airport you released, like, I was, like, I was, plan I was planning, like, over a week to, like, to stream it. I just was trying to get around to it. I had other things planned. And when I was planning that flight to go to Omaha, I was, like, you know, I always scope out the area. Like, all right, so I want to end up at this airport or start at this airport, but where else can I go around here, right? Where can I fly from Omaha? Who flies here? What airlines fly here? And I found out that all the major airlines fly into Omaha uh, from somewhere, either from Chicago, Houston, Denver, you know, and all those places are with are in a decent range, on like, like two hours or less, um, which is perfect for a streamer. Because you want to get in a, a flight or two, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, and yeah. so it was actually really well placed. I mean, I was able to do a flight from I think Omaha to uh, Minnesota, no, uh, Minneapolis. That's what it was, Minneapolis, and I think I went to Chicago, something like that as well. Um, and so it's just well placed, and I liked. I kind of like the 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 target you're going for because, like you said, we have the LAXs, we have the JFKs, and you yeah. know we have decent and good versions of them but the issue is that we're not getting those in between airports because airlines are not only flying to the lax not only flying to those major hubs but they're also branching out to the other places uh and in europe like you said like you see like you have like london heathrow you got the stansteads you got the gatwick yep. and then you got a lot of little fields that people are coming out with and there's so much scenery coming out for europe and i feel like us in the U.S. and North America in general, we talked about this what an episode or two ago uh, about the lack, yeah. and I think we were specific about Microsoft, but it's the same issue on X Plane where U.S. is just lacking uh, the amount of variety of scenery that the like, U.K. and Europe are getting, and I think that what you're doing is really helping that to give us scenery like Myrtle Beach, like Baltimore, like Omaha, like these little, not, they're not all small either. Not like, we're not talking about yeah. small little fields. You're only going to fly to in a, in a, in a private jet, like seven, three sevens are landing here. We're, we're getting cargo routes into these places as well. So you can fly heavies into these airports. It's just, they're smaller, less known. If you don't live in the U S or if you do live in the U S like, for example, when you released Omaha, I was like, where the heck is Omaha? <laughs> <laughs> I had to go Google it. I had to go well, look it up. I was like, it's right. Nebraska? Where is Nebraska? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was I was saying, it's like people, you know, they've never been to Nebraska. So, like, Omaha is kind of the perfect thing. And Omaha has half a million people. I didn't know that myself. Wow. Only you know? half a million people? The whole hey, city? Man. I mean, that's just the city area. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, I, I call it like the gaps and it's like anything like to the right of Denver or left of Atlanta, that's all missing or kind of the like Charleston, Savannah area, you know, um, all that's kind of missing in the X-Plane. Like, you know, you already have your SFO, your LAX, like XP yep. said, you already got your Denver, your Seattle and all that. So... You know, it's like, forget it. You know, like, I'm just going to do something that is not done yet. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. that's a risk. On, and that's a risk on your part, isn't it? 
that you invest time in doing an airport that nobody hears, heard of the city, but you're going to do it anyway. Isn't that, isn't that so? Yeah. I mean, you could tell because, like, you know, you compare, uh, say, like, Corpus Christi and Fayetteville. You know, they weren't, like, huge, huge sellers, but they're still, they're neat because they're different. You know, how many, how you, like, I think you, what did you do? You flew the Aerosoft CRJ out of Fayetteville, I think, if I remember. But yep. it's like that small airfield that, how many yep. times do you have to visit that, you know? Yep, that's the one that, different. yeah, that's the one that you had an alligator uh, on the taxiway in the water. I think, to... I think that was Norfolk. <laughs> that was Norfolk. Yeah, <laughs> he had a, tra you think he had a tractor? He had an alligator on one of the sceneries where there's a guy trying to pet an alligator. Which is Maybe. which is crazy, you know. <laughs> but look, I mean, look. Part of part of that, I think I'm to blame as a streamer because I got accused the other day. Somebody said, "Oh, do you only fly to Atlanta?" And you know, at I, first I was like, "Hilarious that they said yeah. that." Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry. Yeah, and I was I was upset, and I say, you know what? It's probably true because you know I do tend to pick major airports, but you know, a lot of times I don't realize that there's all these little smaller ones that I could fly into. And then you've you've got at least fifteen of them, so you know yeah, that's something sure. I'm looking to do it more often than not. Well, you know, like I said, I mean, like like Boise's, you know, it's a good choice because um, it's you know how many times do you have to fly to Idaho, and it's perfect because you got Salt Lake, Denver, Seattle, you know, all within arm's reach and whatnot, and you know all the Q400 guys are gonna go crazy. So yep. you know, those kind of like like I said those. Those kind of hole-in-the-wall airports that you don't normally go to, that's where I've Ooh. kind of found myself. You know, right. like Myrtle Beach was a major hit, surprisingly. Like, everybody, you know, loved Myrtle Beach. But it's like, how many people know about Myrtle Beach? You know, so, but... Yeah, who knew? <laughs> who knew? And say that to say this, I mean, let's branch off here. And then a year ago... Uh, you're you're seasoned X-Plane now. I assume that you know how to use X-Plane. You're good. You know how to make scenes for X-Plane properly. You're good. All of a sudden, here comes Microsoft Flight Sim. What did you say to yourself? Uh, was it you know what was that transition like? Because you're making scenery for both both um, Sims now. How was that? Yeah, well, if I remember it right, that was um, I think I was in a hotel room with Captain K-Man, <laughs> and the trailer came on. During the expo, I think the the tail end of the expo in 2019, it was I think is when it was, it was the last night. When it was announced. Yep. So we we're all kind of watching it, and we we're like, "Oh, is X Plane going to be over with? Is that the end of X Plane?" You know. And then, like the biggest thing that got me, like kind of like, eh, everybody was like, "You're not going to be needed in Microsoft, and this and that, and I'm not going to have to buy an airport again for Microsoft." And then it came out and. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is worse than X-Plane's gateway system. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wow. So, um, but even that within itself, it's been a... Because there's two different development methods for each scenery, or for each uh, simulator. Okay. So one of them, you know, Microsoft's a lot more work than X-Plane is, because X-Plane's tools are just simplistic. They work very well. They know what they're doing. And you know they have, they meet all the FA they have to meet all the um, was FAA standards and stuff like that to be rated. So they already have all the proper equipment. Whereas Microsoft, they they kind of like make it like in our video game kind of like thing. 
Hmm. So, you know, when you're designing it and making it, it's a different process that takes a little more to do and, you know, it makes you throw more fits about things. And uh, so, you know, it was a big curveball because everybody was ready to jump on the bandwagon to Microsoft. And all of a sudden, X-Plane comes out with something or Microsoft breaks with, uh, what was it? World Update 5, I think it was. Yep. That broke every everything. Update. Yep, that was every update. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's like right now I'm kind of like, do I want to keep committing to Microsoft and then have them keep breaking everything? It, like, I talk to my friends, I tell them, it's like Tom chasing Jerry, you know, <laughs> oh play, playing with these things. Wow. And it's like, I'm not going to sit there and play these games and whatnot, you know, fix the SDK, make sure it works. Give me what I need to get it done, and you know. So has it has it improved since day one? Since you've been using it, or what's the status of the SDK for oh, you? Oh yes, yes, yes. It's improved, um, but it's still very glitchy and buggy, especially when it comes to like terrain editing, because it's a it's a live. They went with a live three D editor compared to Xplain's two D editor, like the complete. So Yes. So, you know, you run into more glitches. I was like, oh, this 3D editor is going to be so cool in Microsoft. Ends up being more glitchy than the 2D one. You know? So, but, I mean, I will say, like, Microsoft's lighting engine just, you know, it, it can make the ugliest textures look good. <laughs> so, ah, nice. So, you know, you have a lot more wiggle room. Nice. But, so. but I mean, I'm looking at your website now. Uh, two, four, six, eight. You already have uh, eight sceneries from Microsoft Flight Sim. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've got. How did that go? Like, <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I guess the other thing I can mention is um, I, I think they're starting to improve it, but Microsoft's transition from your computer to the marketplace. It's a, it takes like a month just to go to marketplace. Really? You know. Why yes, is that? It's, I guess because there's so much stuff coming out for it that they don't have enough people to do like testing with it because they have to do a testing phase to make sure it works and then, then they put it in the store. But when you have 1,500 other developers doing stuff, you get stacked in the back. Wow. Know? I'm going to so, steal one of Blue's questions that he always says to me. <laughs> and blue, here we go. I'm stealing your no question. Idea what he's say. Quality control in the Microsoft Store. Blue, you can expand on that because that's your question. You've always said that. I mean, I want to know Vertical's opinion on the current quality of what's being released on the marketplace for Microsoft Flight Sim. <laughs> is she really going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We are. Uh, as, at least in my ask from the perspective of a developer, because for me, I'm looking at it one way, but as for someone who like you, who is making products and, you know, I assume at some point you want to get your products on their store too. And you're seeing what everyone else is putting out there. Like, I mean, like, how do you feel about that? And does that make you feel like putting less effort into it? <laughs> for, you know, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, I'm for my thing, it's, it's quality, you know, over quantity. You know, like, um, I hate to put another developer on the, under the bus, but uh, what is that? That FSX scenery developers, guys, or whatever. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, they make those, 
was it those really like weird looking paywares? These. So, um, yeah, but you're not, you're not it down. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I ignored that. Anyways, I, I think all your major developers, like Flight Tampa, Flight Beam, they're nailing it, of course, you know. But then you see some of the other stuff on the marketplace, and you're like, um, like the whole Max fiasco, fiasco, yeah, yeah, and all that. You know, it's like you see it, and you're like, how could the Microsoft team approve this to go on there? True. You know. So, kind of like my head hard enough. You know, so so it it doesn't really affect my work. I just do my own thing, kind of thing, and let people say, and you know, I don't. I mean, uh, on the rating system of all my airports, you know, they have always come above a four point zero. Sarasota actually is, I think, four point eight out of five. Wow, nice. You know? So, and that's feedback from the from the the audience, yeah. Yeah, it's on the marketplace. Nice. So, well, here's another know. question, um, and I might know the answer, but do you prefer people get your senior through the marketplace versus your own website? Is there an advantage disadvantage between getting it from you directly or from Microsoft? What do you think? Um, it kind of works both ways. Most of the time, I do try to make it cheaper on my site. Um, but you know, when you sell in another store, just like a company sells in Walmart, they take their fees to make money, of course. So they'll be more slightly expensive on there. Um, but overall, I mean, it's really up just to the consumer. Some people are more comfortable with X-Plane Store. I've spent a good time making my website more accessible, you know, more user-friendly, modern, you know. So, like I said, I mean, it's really up to the person. Some people like to have all their purchases in one place yeah. and everything like that. So, um, but most of the time it is cheaper to get directly from the developer. Gotcha. And now um, I like to throw a shout out if I could, because I don't know if you guys use the uh, Contrail app. I knew you were going there. I knew it was coming. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. So I actually, you know, he messaged me and say, hey, you want to be on my store? You do a good job. And so. He's absolutely my favorite store to work with. Yeah. He's always on time with everything. He's very prompt, just, you know, straightforward guy. And the app he did is just amazing. You know, it's, I like to say it's even almost better than Orbix's uh, thing. But, um, anyways, that's, that was that good experience. And, yeah, we were you know, actually just talking about Contra episode or two ago about how it's just how much as a, you know, as buyers, how much we liked it and how easy it is to access, you know, your favorite developer sceneries and stuff like that. I wish that they would also branch out and have an X-Plane side of it, too, because it's just yeah, so easy I, to... It's funny you mention it. that, because I'm actually in talks with him over that Ooh. right now. So um, <laughs> You heard it here first, but, guys. Who might get X-Plane and Contrails because of Vertical 7? It's good. Well, I mean, it's either going to be through there, but I am working with INI Builds on their... Ooh. A manager too, nice. so my stuff will be on there. That's looking pretty good from what I've seen with it so far. Um, so really, just well, have to wait and see. But, tell, tell me if I make yeah. sense or not. I don't like to buy sceneries from the Microsoft Store because one, in order to get said scenery, and I could be wrong, you have to have the sim running. I prefer to ha I my scenery management like I could just go to different sites, download them, and then drag them and drop them in my community folder. Versus with Microsoft, 
I feel like I have to load the game up to get the scenery. Is that correct? That is Am correct, I wrong? Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're buying for the marketplace, yes, in the marketplace. I honestly, so I, at first, I liked the marketplace idea better because I could just click on it; it drops it right into my folder. I don't have to worry about unzipping anything. Like it was super easy. But I agree with you there, where you have to, you have to, like, if you hear that, oh, Virgo Sim has a new scenery out for Microsoft Flight Sim, you want to get it as soon as possible. You got to wait. 30 minutes for Microsoft to load and then <laughs> you get in the market <laughs> and then you get in the marketplace you go and you find it if it's not on featured you got to go freaking like filter through it find it down and then you got to download it depending on how big it is you know but I mean I like the ease of use of the marketplace but yeah. I do agree with you yeah. I, I don't like that you'd have to like I wish there was a way kind of like Contra or kind of like the Orbix store where you could have an like a out of the sim hub to download and buy your scenery and not have to because i mean again i know i i kind of talked down on sim market and i know those guys work hard to make that website what it is but i just i'm not a fan because i feel like this i don't know, I like the organization of it um but i feel like my scenery i don't like having my scenery so spread out that's why i like the store the org store for so long because everything was coming out there right we knew i was gonna get it there i had this super long list of, of add-ons that i bought there i'm earning points from getting it you know matter of fact i told people this i actually use my points on the x-plane store to buy a whole a350 like that's how many points i had on the store for free <laughs> I got an A350 completely for free, just off X-Plane store points. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm just a centralized person. So I didn't like having to go to the store for one thing, go to Vertical Sim site for one thing, go to Oryx over here for one thing, go somewhere else. And then now it's all spread out. And then think about what about updates? How are you going to keep up with that? You know, so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, it's it's that delay to the marketplace is the biggest thing that, like, hurts the developers. Because, you know, it's not only... It takes 30 days to get on there, at least, but then it takes another 30 days to receive any like money from that, yep. from those sales, you wow. know. So it's like try paying, you know, like a rent or mortgage, doing that. It's like it's very hard to do. Yeah, we're wow. like, yeah, hit me back in 30 days when I get my my cut from Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, yep. minus fees and taxes. Yeah, I think Contrail for me is like the happy medium between, you know whatever Every, but yeah. I, I your website visually is stunning man i'm like man who did your website i love the, the rolling thing we need to talk when we're done i like your website <laughs> yeah well, i actually built it all by myself nice you, know. you could go I to mean, web development too just say yeah, it's it it's all it yeah there you go. that's part of his well, major <laughs> talking about stores talking about microsoft and talking about x-plane let's talk about prices somebody said to ask you this in chat what's the difference in price and how do you determine price between X-Plane and Microsoft? Because I feel like Microsoft tend to be less expensive. Is your actual reason for that? I mean, can you talk about pricing at all? I mean, how do you price stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, X-Plane, it's always just been a standard pricing level because, you know, nothing's really changed ever since then. I mean, I, I think, I mean, the main point being that when Microsoft came out and as soon as Flightbeam dropped Denver or whatever, they dropped it at a lower price. Even though, because I guess they did it because it was a lot older. Um, but I think that literally shifted the whole pricing market of Microsoft, where now it's you sell it for a cheaper price, but you rely on volume yeah. in that kind of atmosphere. You know, whereas Explain is kind of like for your regionals, you do like maybe like 18, 16, something like that. Larger, like Tampa, you do 25 and all that. 
because I remember releasing Tampa, I think it was like 27, I think, originally when I released that. So you could tell how much like things have changed since, you know, at least a year ago compared to what the prices were. Um, hey, your Tampa right now is running for $19.99 on the website I'm seeing. Yes, yes. Like I said, I mean, it's literally shifted the whole kind of atmosphere where things have gotten slightly cheaper and you rely more on sales because we're getting more flight service coming. So, you know. so uh, on that note, like, did you see a spike um, like when Microsoft Flight Sim come out, came out? Because, I mean, I'm not sure if you had scenery already available like during that trend period when people were just flooding in the MSFS. Did you see a spike going into your, you know, your sales on the X-Plane side? Did you see a spike on the Microsoft when you finally got that first Microsoft? You know, and then also, like, what's kind of like some of the background of, like, how are your sales on the Microsoft side compared to X-Plane? So, essentially, um, I think first, the first big, like, airport for Microsoft was Norfolk. Um, and that was kind of, like, the thing... It sold on par, you know, with what an X-Plane release would, and that's when all the Microsoft hype was going on and stuff like that. And then as they started releasing and releasing them for Microsoft, they started to get lower and lower and whatnot, and then they'd go up and then they go back down. So for the literally the past year, it's been up and down, up and down, up and down with Microsoft, where X-Plane's kind of just that stable, like, not high, not low, but just kind of in the middle. You know, your standard thing. Um, but this year so far, X-Plane has still sold more than Microsoft has. Microsoft is catching up, um, but overall, X-Plane is still that. But it could be because I have more X-Plane customers than Microsoft yet. So it could be changing. But, you know, that's, that's how the sales are right now. And that's where, like, people ask me, like, when you come to Microsoft and whatnot, um, and it's like hard to tell because the Sims are like in a boxing match together right now <laughs> to try to figure out who's going to be the winner, you know. And then that'll be the one, you know, that you have to go to. And you know, but now I explain twelves come in with all that stuff, so it's like they're going to be a boxing match for quite a while. Well, so you're going to explain twelve. I don't know if you know the answer to this yet, but do you think that your current scenery is going to be compatible with X-Plane 12 out of the box, or is there going to be need to be adjustments made? I'm going to say you're probably going to have certain things, like different methods that they're going to change. And now that they're adding the rain and snow effects, you have to put that in as well. There's going to be a new jetway system. So that's, you know, who's going to know if Sam's still going to be around at this point. So there's a bunch of things that are just not known yet. So like when Tolos came out saying, okay, we're going to charge a small fee, but it's like, how do you know that already? Right. You know? <laughs> like, you don't even know when X-Plane 12 is coming out. So how are you going to do it now? That's mm. why I, I, I'm still sitting on I'm still sitting on it. I'm thinking at least if it requires a lot of work, it'll just be a small upgrade fee. Probably just to make it more work, or... It, the airport just won't be compatible at all, and you have to completely redo it. That would be worst case scenario. Yeah, but based wow. on what Austin has said himself, you know, they should be at least like ninety percent compatible. Right. And that's right. the word I've been kind of going on since they've talked about explaining twelve is the fact that t the way that they're developing twelve 
it's not supposed to break the core systems of like the way that things have been done on 11 and 10 even um not expecting 10 stuff to work but i'm just saying like so scenery in theory shouldn't have a dramatic effect maybe they won't get like i guess those special effects that we're getting i'm not sure if that you know that rain effect for example is a texture thing or if that's like an over a thing on top of a texture you know i don't know how they're doing that yet are they going to change some of the core features inside of wed itself inside of the you know develop the um the series yes. develop uh, they are you're saying um well so I, I, uh, I mean like i said they, they've been very like transparent with it yet but um one of my good scenery developer buddies he's actually gotten into their they have a little like beta program so i'm going to try to get to there you know, hey, Austin, I've been developing for X-Plane for three years. Let me in. <laughs> right? I think you deserve it, bro. You've been holding, like, I got a lot of respect for you guys who have been sticking with X-Plane through this last year uh, since Microsoft came out. Because everybody's hopping on the trend for Microsoft. Like, oh, let's go develop for them. Let's go do this for them. But then people like you were like, nah, I'm still making these amazing scenes for X-Plane. And then on top of that, we got, you know, people like Tolis, people like I&I, &I, people, you know, still developing great quality products for X-Plane, keeping X-Plane alive. Because uh, I feel like without that, if X-Plane for the last year just didn't, and I'm not X-Plane themselves, but if X-Plane third-party devs weren't releasing quality add-ons throughout this period, then we'd be like, all right, well, I guess everybody's moving to Microsoft and we're all just at a loss because Microsoft is still just not all that was hyped up to be until we're you know still waiting for things over there so um so yeah but just salute to you just a side note <laughs> on sticking with it uh, i know you were de you were developing microsoft stuff but you're still like i mean when i look at your microsoft library compared to your x-plane library i can tell where you've really been putting the time in <laughs> um and then you got the omaha baltimore and Myrtle beach like these great places sceneries that you've been releasing on x-plane yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, a lot of it, those X-Plane reports go back three years ago, too. Microsoft's only been out a year yeah. or so, you know, so it's the more will come eventually. But right now it's kind of like, OK, I'm going to stick with X-Plane because it's easier. I can knock out some of these bigger airports. Um, and like I said, I mean, I just can't rely on Microsoft too much right now because they break constantly. So, but. I'm sure more will be coming when PMDG and stuff like that get into the game. There's that. If Microsoft allows them eventually to get stuff done, but <laughs> right. you know. And your so. your your sceneries can work on Xbox as well, correct? Yes. Um, I believe Norfolk just went on there last week. Okay. So I'm trying to get all of them shifted to Xbox right now. Too. So, right, what what kind of extra work do you have to do to get to work on console? So they actually did something pretty well with that. They gave us our own little utility that measures performance on a console versus a computer. Uh, and you can look at that and say, okay, this is how much VRAM this is using. You know, I maybe need to take that, you know, 4K and turn it into 2K and stuff like that. Um, but because the Xbox has very good hardware now, it's, you know, you really don't have to do that much and it's pretty good. Um, wow. But so, you know, it's just kind of, I check it for optimization. If it's good, just ship it right off. So it's basically know. like you kind of look, look it over, do a quick optimization test, and what, you just press a button and it sends it to Xbox? Or... <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, that, is that easy? Well, <laughs> well, it exports it to a folder. And I have to go to Microsoft Teams and give it to their teams and all that. And then it waits 30 days in their queue. 
and then it gets on there. <laughs> wow. And do you get like a shipping date with that? Is it like a tracking number, or are you just sitting around like, all right, nope. it might be out next month? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Basically, Jeez. it's unknown. So wow. I get, they they supposedly hired more people, but you know, I and just I, don't know. I don't understand how you can plan. Like, what if you wanted to like plan a big release? Like, all right. December first, I'm dropping the biggest airport ever, right? And would you have to, you know, ship that a month in advance? Could you organize with Microsoft? Like, I, I am assuming they're playing favorites because, I mean, we're seeing other big developers who are just like dropping stuff on particular oh, yeah, times. Yeah, you have a partnership <laughs> like um, who's it? Gaia and Aerosoft and Orbix. I'm sure those are pretty immediate, like next week things. Right, but for, you know, smaller studios like me or Twenty Nine Palms and stuff like that, those guys are you know, a good month, month and a half before wow. it's on there. Wow, forty five days—that's crazy, man. So, you know, that's why that's why I've gone to market, Contrail, and I'm actually in the works with Aerosoft right now. That's their store too. So, you know. Yeah, you deserve it. Now, I mean, let, me, let me shift a little bit here because somebody in chat mentioned this. If you guys don't know, X-Plane guys know this already, but if you guys are just Xbox only, there's a thing in X-Plane called Orthophoto. And this is the savior for X-Plane, in my opinion. Without Ortho, I probably wouldn't be flying X-Plane. And I downloaded like two terabytes worth of Ortho and did my own thing on it. And then you came and you dropped a whole bunch of pre-done ortho called v-states what made you do that and what's the process like to clean those things up by removing clouds and all kinds of different things man how does that work yeah oh well i i told i told uh wait for a minute i'm, I'm like i'm sure they're gonna mention v-states oh, yeah. somewhere in there we have to like it's gonna be somewhere yeah. uh so essentially what had happened was i was trying to download ortho and I, who is it, Fork Boy, I think it was, is the other one. So I saw his, started downloading it, but then you have to do all the conversion process and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, a whole day to install Florida. I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. So I had known how to do Ortho for XP already, but um, I eventually played around with the settings. I found a cloudless, mostly cloudless source, like 90%. And, uh, I went off of that, you know, and I already know how to modify colors and make it more natural looking thanks to scenery work. So I took that and I applied it to that. And then that's when the States, Florida was born. And it went on from there and there. And people were like, oh, make more states, make more states. <laughs> and then, now I think now we're at like just Michigan, at least in the continental United States is left. So and you did but, Nevada, um, right? That was recent. Yes, yes. I Nevada. So. I think Nevada was the last one, I think. Or was that Washington? Maybe it was Washington. Um, but essentially, mentioning the clouds, thank goodness it's mostly cloudless because um, there's a lot of textures you have to sift through. But you sift through all the textures for the state, you see clouds, you open it up, you pop it open in Photoshop, and they actually have a really neat like brush tool um, that you can actually, it'll just Photoshop it right out for you. Wow. So. It's pretty much an easy bait and switch. Yeah. 
But for you guys who want to fly X-Plane, but the ground textures look like garbage, I mean, V-States is there. I've been accused of not using V-States because I had my own ortho. <laughs> but, I, but I do have V-Countries, though. I have Jamaica. And every time I fly in a Jamaican X-Plane, it's like, wow, where'd you get that? Whose ortho is that? That's yours. <laughs> you, what other I, I think, I think it was I think it was Geo that motivated me to do Jamaica, I think. So you can give him the... The um, cohorts. I actually uh, replaced my ortho with the V States ortho because I had been generating ortho for years, like for all over the U.S., trying to just you know get patches of the areas that I fly in the most. And I was like, V States covers the whole darn state. I'm just gonna delete my stuff and take his. <laughs> so I literally <laughs> just deleted all my like because mine weren't color corrected. You know they were had freaking weird color lines and clouds going through them. Uh, and they were also just not organized. One of my favorite things about V States is that I can put a folder, or is it yeah, a folder in my custom scenery folder called like Colorado, and that's all of Colorado. Before I had all of Colorado, but it was like a million folders of numbers for like GPS coordinates. Uh, so I was like yeah, I like this better because now I can like, if I really wanted to just turn off all of Colorado, or if I wanted to get rid of it for some reason, I knew where exactly where it was. So um, for me, that was one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, I wanted it to be optimized. You know, I don't want to kill frames, but I want it, to, and I didn't want it to be a large file size, but I want it to be, you know, as high risk as I could. So I just decided I'm going to cater to the airliners, the simmers, and not the GA pilots because that's too much space that everybody doesn't have. Right. You know. So. And if um, you want what, higher what? quality, you could just make your own. That's kind of what I did too. Is yeah, there yeah. Are certain areas that I was like, all right, well, this is really dope for like if I'm flying over Kansas. You know, I was like one stop. I'm gonna make in Kansas. No offense, anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if I if I'm in my hometown though, I, I I want the area around where I you know where I'm familiar exactly. with higher quality. So I went and made my own ortho for that area. Wow. What what zoom level did you say it was again? V states. So. Most of it is 16 and then 17 around major airports. Nice. And then the flyover states, like Nebraska, is mostly in 15. Nice. And then, you know, it gets 16 as you get closer. But like I said, I want to do the flyover areas and lower res because 30,000 feet, you're not going to see someone's Toyota Prius parked in a parking lot, you know. So... You know, I decided that I'm going to save people space and do that. And, you know, it seems to have worked well. So right. I'm looking at the map right now on your site for the coverage map, and I don't think you updated it in a little bit. Um, yes. I see that Nevada is not shown that it's in here. Um, you said you're working on Michigan still, right? So that's a work in progress. Um, yeah, M Michigan's like halfway right now, I think. So are you? Do you have Minnesota, Louisiana, or Montana? Yes, yes, those are all in there. Okay. That map really needs to get updated. I was yeah. trying, I was trying to see if I can get in touch with someone to make me an actual like thing where you can click on the state oh, and hit download cool. and whatnot. Be, that would be great. So <laughs> I gotta figure that out. But uh, have you done the like the the west, like Washington, Oregon, California, any of that? Yep, it's literally only Michigan that's okay. left. Okay, so the continental super west. out of date. Okay, good. good to yeah. know. All right, cool. I hear you. And and V countries. Don't forget V countries. Jamaica, yeah, Jamaica and Ireland. Freaking Ireland. Why Ireland of all places? Um must I have mean, been one guy. It must have been one guy in your in your chat or your Discord. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you know, being a ginger, you got to do Ireland. No, I'm just <laughs> Hometown. Um, so essentially, I think it was, I think I actually just said, I want to fly to Ireland one day to Dublin or whatever. And I was like, there's no scenery for it and whatnot. So I was like, I'm just going to do Ireland just because it's a little smaller, something, you know, another right. country and whatnot. And now I'm getting, oh, do Germany. Oh, do France. Oh, God. Yeah, in the chat they said do Canada and do Alaska. Yeah, we really need Canada yeah. and Alaska. We need, we need there. Canada, man. And Mexico. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> oh. The whole Mexico, the whole Canada. Well, well, a lot of people were like, "Why don't you just have Laminar pay you to like go there and do all this for them and keep it?" You know, everybody they can live stream that out like a Microsoft does. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a killer feature. I mean, without Ortho, we wouldn't we be half as excited about Explain as we are, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I in some instances, playing Explain at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it will be uninstalled. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's better. You know, sometimes the, some of your Ortho is better than what I can pull in on Microsoft. Depends on my connection yeah. speed. Uh, I've gotten that too. I've gotten that too. People are like. Your ortho looks better in Explain than it does in Microsoft, or like the Microsoft <laughs> ortho. Yeah, I'm like, hey. it's true. I, I would be remiss to not mention this. Um, your charity work for the community. We'll talk about your sceneries and your V states, but uh, Simwings was a project that came up. Yep. The Duco Mac Tavish was running that, and the amount of stuff that you donated and gave away, man. I mean, uh, you're a very charitable guy, man. How it's just, you know. What what can you say about that? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like I said, Dougal approached me, and he was like, okay, and we're going to do this thing. Can you give anything towards it? And, um, you know, Dougal was just, you know, he's an amazing person. Yep. He's, you know, he didn't, you know, like, scratch at me, like, give me, give me, give me, give me. He was like, just do what you can give. I was like, okay, sure. And then, I was, you know, because I try to be... You know, I want everybody to have the flight sim experience and whatnot. And I mean, it's not like you're giving away, you know, $100 microwaves or, you know, washer dryers. You know, it's like 15 bucks is what it is, you know. And, um, you know, it doesn't affect me because it's, you know, you can write it off on taxes and whatnot. So it's, you know, say whatever, you know. And I want to just be supportive of everything, you know. and. I don't want people to have to experience the pain of default airports either. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, I was just it's like, true. okay, sure. I, so, I, I definitely um, want to say that people like you and and Mister X, aka Short Final, uh, and what you guys done, the like the way you guys kind of got into the scenery game with putting out just freeware, just just so, like like you say, you you kind of feel bad. I, I feel bad even today when I see people flying into default airports that I happen to have, right? Like I either got them from somebody or I bought them because I just because I thankfully I have the finance to get that airport, right? Um, but some people are just flying into the regular one, like not that you know, and they love it, right? But people like you are going in and making that scenery better and giving back and you continue to do that even today even though now you have a business made out of it where you're making payware scenery but you know you have all this like you said the v states where you can cover the entire united states for free to do that and prepare 3d you know how much that would cost <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> um, 
yeah. Yeah. So it's just like it's it's huge. It's one of the favorite things about the X Plane community and most of the flight sim community is that a lot of developers they're they're passionate about flight sim and aviation first, and then it comes business second, right? Um, and so sometimes you even take risk and you take uh, sacrifices for us, you know, that I think we don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like say, I mean, it's just everything's just been, you know, such an amazing experience because, you know, it's the first job where you kind of feel like you're actually out in the world doing things, you know, and I could do that from home, you know, it's, it's just like, I came out of nowhere and, you know, it's just, you feel like you're something and you're actually like doing something, you know, um, I just I just clicked on the freeware link on your website, verticalsims.com, and it took mm -hmm. me to your freeware section on the org. <laughs> v, uh, <laughs> um, Blue, I didn't know this. Houston, yes, Orso, uh, um, tons more. He's got Delta Airline liveries. He's got IXCG liveries. He's got the cockpit overhauled, which I have for my A350. <laughs> sounds for the 757. Somebody asked me about it today. That's your sound I used in my last stream. He's got the Jar Design A330 cockpit retextured. Where the heck do you find all this time, man? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, got, honestly, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. He's got V trees. He's got vertical sim trees as well. Yep. You're not, all yeah. freeware. That's what I use. I've been using V trees for the last year. Yeah. So. I mean, if, a lot of it's just, oh yeah, I'm bored, so I feel like doing this. Or like, be bored more, man. Keep going. Well, Keep everybody's going. like, uh, get your hands on the Q400 and dirty up that cockpit. That Please, let it look used. You know, but look, the reason why I mentioned this stuff is that, you know, um, I always say that the developers of this community makes the community what it is. Without the developers doing what they do, we're screwed because you see that the uh, the simulator makers are giving us default stuff that just looks absolutely horrible, yep. right? You can't fly into them. So when I say, guys, go to go to verticalsim.com, look at all the sceneries, support this guy, I mean it because it's not just selling stuff to us and then disappearing. It's giving back for things that you can use for free. I mean, V-States alone, it, it, you know, is worth so much. So. I, I appreciate that you do that for the community, man. Absolutely, I do. And, you know, when you come and say, hey, man, take a look at the scenery, I'm like, yeah, why not? Absolutely. Let's go get 50 people flying in there, <laughs> you know, which doesn't happen in real life. So I pre we appreciate that, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know. But Omaha probably sees 50, 50 flights a day. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, real quick, I mean, I guess you mentioned it before. Let me go back to senior development. I mean, even though Microsoft is frustrating to develop because of the tool, which is, at the end of the day, if everything was working correctly between both sims, which is easier to develop sceneries for? If everything was equal. So if everything was equal. Right. Everything is working. Every, everything is working. Um, excluding mesh, it would be X-Plane. Really? Yes, because the tools, WED is just... Blue has used it. WED is such an amazing tool. I mean, I've had thousands of times where I've cursed that WED, but now it's evolved into this very nice tool that's compact, and it's much easier. Like, um, if I'm on a laptop, I can easily just send the WED file over. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft, with their SDK, you have to install the simulator. 
in order to use their SDK and their you know their M SIM toolkit kind of thing. Um, but that being said, I would really like to uh, give Austin a handshake and say like, can you give us mesh tools for explain? So that way we don't have to, because you know how the issue is you have to build the mesh into the OrthoPorXP tile in order to use it. And, you know, between having to clear the airport and overlay for buildings and trees and stuff like that, and then the mesh, it's a lot. You don't have to do that in any other simulator, you know? So it's like, why do we have to do it for XP? Just to clarify, when you say mesh, because I think I know what it is, you're talking about the terrain, the hills, the, the slope yep. and stuff. Like, like okay. Tampa has that taxiway bridge. Right. That's, that's mesh. Like it, the, the man-made hills and stuff like that, that's all, you know, I had to do that in a very sophisticated way that took... Sounds extremely difficult. Jeez. Yeah. So there's no easy tool to do that right now. Somebody wanted to know what what tool do you, what's your modeling and texturing tool? What do you use modeling texturing? So I really embarrassed to say it, but first I actually used um, Paint.net. Hmm. <laughs> like it's like a, a more advanced version of MS Paint kind of thing. <laughs> MS Paint I, Advanced. That was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then I think I tried out GIMP. I was like, I hate this. And then after that, I got Photoshop, and I was like, okay, this is professional tools. This feels much better. <laughs> you see, like, my, my texture quality went up like that and stuff like that. Um, but I've always stuck with Blender. Blender's my absolute favorite modeling software, and it's free. So literally, like, I, did, I didn't have to learn anything besides what's on YouTube. <clears throat> where you take like professional gaming developing classes and you learn 3ds max and all that and those are like 500 dollars a year subscriptions Ooh. just like that so you know blender is absolutely free for everything so um you know i learned everything with that and then now for texturing i'm actually um using what's called substance painter and it's actually a live 3d texture tool you can like add like PBR. If I want to put a grade on a wall or you know add dirt and stuff like that, I can do it live in 3D. Wow. You know, um, unfortunately, Adobe acquired it like they do everything else, so it's kind of iffy nowadays. But um, it's such an amazing tool. I was and actually it makes better. I was actually so. hoping to get a substance when Adobe acquired it because I have an Adobe subscription already. And I have like the the major pack where you get like everything, and they added that to it, but they didn't add that to my subscription. I was like, I have the everything pack. I think I should get yep. the rest of what everything is now. <laughs> but no, you know, I was wrong. But like I said, I mean, those I have so many tools. Like my task bar is almost completely full on the bottom of my monitor, <laughs> um, because they have like you know texturing software, modeling software, um, some of the FSX tools like Model Converter X and things like that, Google Earth. And so, you know, it's not just those three tools, but for persons starting out, those are the three that I would recommend to get started in that. Nice. 
Yeah, that look, it's it's good to get a look behind the scenes for young, young and upcoming um, designers thinking that it might be impossible for them to get into this stuff because they got to go out and buy a whole bunch of stuff. Start with what you have, you know, just like streaming. Just start with what you have, give it the best and keep going. You know what I mean? I mean, what would be your recommendations for people who want to get into this game? Any any words of wisdom you've learned over the few years you've been doing it? <laughs> um. I'd say you pretty much want to make sure you're very consistent in what you do. You know, like, you're going to be frustrated so many times, you know, like, this is the job that I've had to say, you know, F it the most times to something. <laughs> you just have to do it anyways. Um, like, I've probably placed over a million baggage carts by now. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of it's repetitive when you do, like, commercial airports. But I mean, that being said is, you know, stick with it. Your modeling and texturing, it's going to suck in the beginning. Just with, like, anything you do, it's going to suck. And I still hate some of my own work. You know, um, it's an artist qualm type thing. But, you know, um, especially I'm really proud of, like, Tampa and Omaha, all that. You know, now I can see it in my own light and say, like, oh, shit, I did a good job for once. You know. So, but yeah, I said stick with it, learn it, you know, it's going to take a while to get good at it, just like anything. So, so, um, we talked to someone before, uh, it was a developer, they said that they, they were just getting into add-on development and their first, you know, product was basically crap, right? Um, <laughs> and I mean, you kind of said the same, like you're kind of like looking back at some of your first stuff. Now I wouldn't say it was crap. I look at it today and I think this is still pretty solid. Um, but to your standards, you're looking back at like, oh, this is crap. But so what do you say, I guess, in addition to what you just gave new people who want to get into development, like what, like at what point do you think it's okay for them to start releasing that content? You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, you know, like what, what's the What's the bar that people should start to either yeah. give freeware, like, or should they start asking people for money for? It? Because I think we have a personally, from what I've been seeing in aircraft and scenery on both X Plane and Microsoft platform, I've been seeing times where I feel like I think this developer probably should have put this out for free, and then the next one maybe could have been payware after some feedback. <laughs> um, I'm just being honest right now, like, and we all probably could think yeah. of a scenery or a plane that probably should have been held back out of a marketplace or a store. Uh, and this kind of comes back to like that quality that they're letting into the marketplace into some of these stores. Yeah, I mean, There's a question in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least for me was that um, I know Tampa wasn't going to be payware because I didn't do any custom models with everything when I did that freeware. Right. But then people were like, "Okay, I'll donate for you for your time that you spent on it." Um. And then I decided at that point, I was like, okay, I can make some money doing this, you know. Um, and then at that point, it kind of just went to what it was now because I was able to start making my own models and stuff like that. So I'd say the good, the good threshold would be when everything's custom, you know, when you learn what a dot line, a dot POL is and how to make lights and stuff like that, which like still it's all for free in Blender, you know, and there's numerous like Photoshop softwares out there. So, you know, I'd say when you're able to do that 
and not like some of these other companies that just throw down default assets and mix them in with some custom assets. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's good uses of like the autogen system and whatnot. But you know, when you're able to do custom, when you're able to, you know, think in your mind, like, okay, I'd pay money for this. Is it comparable to like Aerosoft or, you know, Mr. X and you know, kind of not all the way. Like Providence V one was not Mr. X quality for sure. Um, but um, you know, when you're able to decipher that in your head, I think that's when you could do it. But you're gonna fail. And like we said, like Providence V one and whoever you were talking about, it's gonna suck. But I mean like when Apple released their first iPad, I mean, was that good, you know, compared to today's standards? It's just it takes time. Yeah. You it know. Does. True. So, yeah, it's like it's like where some of the teams like Flight BM and Flight Tampa, they've been in the game for almost like what twenty years, you know. So it's like sometimes I'm like my shit or my stuff looks like crap compared to them. But then you know you look at it and like I've only got three years of experience compared to their seventeen, you know. So it's kind of like okay, you know, and you can slowly start accepting it. That's that's when you know you start catching up to the big boys. You're like, mm, this is respectable. I like this. This is yeah. good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you start you... seeing the shortcuts they're they're taking on stuff. Go ahead, Blue. No, I was gonna say, where do you? Because uh, I, I think we talked. Me and XP talked about this at one point. But where do you get the satisfaction of like when you're like, is it does it happen when you finish the scenery and you're looking at it from like a bird's eye view or you're looking at it close up at the terminal or is it when somebody posts a screenshot of it with their plane or is it when you see XP flying 50 people in there? Like where, where is it where you get like that, that I'm like that satisfaction, you know, like we, as flight simmers, we fly in somewhere and we land, it was a beautiful approach and it was butter. That was like the best case scenario for you. Like, what is it? I've actually, I've actually joked about, um, with my friends for like everybody's, um, like we're always get bad landing rates on like the airport streams and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who was it the other day? It was, Sorry, it's I, think it was you blew. I think it was you blue. It was had a good landing. Um, so, you know, um, say it. that okay, happened. I won't be offended. <laughs> but it mainly comes down to when I see people using it and whatnot, and you know they're satisfied with it, and that's where it you know it kind of hits you like okay I did good, I can be proud of this you know people love using it they it's mostly a lot of the home airport people who live there who are kind of like damn like you did this very good you know it it looks like home kind of thing so. It's really when that stuff comes out, you're really like, okay, that four months of work for this was worth it. And referencing your joke about being there for 20 minutes, that's another joke. You know, you spend four months on a place you're going to be for like 20 minutes <laughs> at an airport. So, you know, but, you know, like I said, I just, that's just my satisfaction is seeing people happy with it, satisfied. Um, you know, they, enjoy flying it they have a new destination to fly to yeah so, you know i mean i mean look you never know how much you appreciate your custom scenery until you're flying to a default scenery and you go what the heck is this it looks like the last one you know the, all the default sceneries just look the same well let's explain our microsoft it just looks like okay 
I see what this is, you know, and you're right. We only, we only literally spend like what, 20 minutes on a taxiway. And that's a little bit amount of time off a four hour stream to see your scenery. But I'll tell you though, coming into a scenery after a long flight and landing and seeing all, you know what I love about your scenery? This is it. The ground clutter, seeing the ground clutter stuff. Like your yep. parking lots have a million cars. I like that. That's an airport, yep. right? Yep. You know, there's a bunch of baggage car, baggage carts around and, and stuff like that. That's is I think is just as important as the terminal buildings themselves. You know what I mean? It's not sterile. Yeah, I mean, like when I do it, I like to match exactly what the airport is. You know, what you see it as from like satellite. You know, I want all the baggage carts, like Delta baggage carts, have to go with the Delta jetways and the gates and whatnot, and you know, Southwest or Southwest. Oh, you don't know, forget, man. as a ramper, you got to put a few of the wrong cards places just to piss them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, true. Uh, I got a, a good, interesting question here in chat. What are the most frame killers in a scenery design? What kills your frame mostly in any scenery? Vertical Simmons left the chat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go answer that. It's all good, man. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah, I asked the question in chat a second ago. Um, what people were saying, what is your favorite vertical sim scenery so far? I'm seeing a lot of Tampas and a lot of Sarasotas in the chat right now. So I think for me as well, I think my favorite is, I think my favorite is actually, it, I have a new favorite. My new favorite is Baltimore now. It used uh -huh. to be Tampa. I was it used to be Tampa, man. Yeah, Tampa was my joint. But Baltimore, having been in and out of Baltimore so many times, man, that just that Southwest terminal up front was like ridiculous when I saw it, when Vertical did it. I actually loved that scenery, you know. And um, I'm going to make it a point now because I have quite a few of them, not all, to start flying to those places out of Atlanta, out of Baltimore. You know what I mean? And you can still uh, we, fly to Atlanta, bro. You just fly from Atlanta to Sarasota, Atlanta to yeah, Omaha, no. Atlanta True. to Norfolk. It connects. You can just fly Delta. Just do it. You should just join. You should just join Delta Virtual. There you go. I don't no, know. I, I get a I get a complex now. When, whenever I go load up in Atlanta, it goes. You know, I don't want to do this because I've been questioned about it too many times. You know, oh, that yeah. that yeah. I I think that's you know I'm gonna start doing those the smaller airports. I think um, though. Another thing is that Atlanta just has such good scenery. Now, not, it's not by vertical, even though vertical's here, but just right. the difference it makes for an airport that has custom scenery um, is right. it's a big difference. And so when, a, when an airport has really good scenery, you want to fly there. You want to get your money's worth of what you paid for that scenery, but you also just enjoy flying in and out of that airport because, it's just like you right. said, you get that satisfaction for arriving at that cluttered, high quality airport and so that's why i know for me like i tend to end up flying to a lot of the same airports because i'm like well i got scenery here and i like this mm -hmm. scenery i like this route i have you know ortho surrounding this area so you'll see me going in and out of there but uh vertical's back so. <laughs> sorry power power decided to flash my uh my ups terminal that's what i heard i heard a beep i thought it was a cell phone but that was a ups backup yes. huh. you know it's mandatory to have them in florida thunderstorms so. <laughs> UPS backup? What is that? Well, here was a question we we're asking. What is the what is what is it in a scenery that takes up the most frames? That's the frame killer. What causes that? Um, I'd mostly say it's the amount of textures you use and the amount of polygons in your model. 
like Tampa was a good just for the terminal. It was like 1.2 million polygons oh. in the models, but you see how complex Tampa's buildings are. Right. So you know, um, but to keep the performance up, you know, you want to use as less textures that you can, but still keep it high quality. Right. So like, it's better to do a bunch of objects on one 4K texture than it is to do a bunch on a bunch of 2K textures. So, but a lot of that's, you know, you learn as scenery developer, it goes on. Interesting. Interesting. Because sometimes, you know, in an airport, when you fly in and out, you look in one direction, everything is fine. You look to another direction, all of a sudden you're like, Jay's, what happened? My scenery just took a, a my frame just took a dive, you know. <laughs> well, a lot of it is due to the way explain loads in scenery. I hope they fix it and explain 12. But you get a little lag spike on landing, even in the most optimized of airports. I noticed that. I got disconnected from VATSIM today, landing in Seattle, right when I touched yep. down. It was lots of fun. So, you know, that's what I'm hoping they fix, you know. So what How do you, close? Sorry. What do you recommend on our end when we're turning down settings? We need to turn down the number of objects, the texture quality. Like, which one is going to help us the most at optimizing so that we could get the better frames? I'd say mostly I would start with the number of objects, but I also wouldn't recommend turning on uh, is it HDSR or something HDR. like that. It's a, it's that top slider. Um, yes. So like you can you can oh and don't max out your textures either. Like because that'll. <laughs> I mean you can unless you're XP. Yeah, I would say unless you have a a beast of a graphics card. Unless you're Geo. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the SSAO? That's the one that don't. don't I think so. Out? Yeah, don't max that out because that kills. They should rename that being the NVIDIA S, uh, NVIDIA 3080 Geo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally loading up my X plane right now just to make sure my settings are correct <laughs> before I get Everybody these. Get your settings <laughs> out. <laughs> Look, this is you know this is this is this is actually important information for us as simmers to understand Seriously. you know what. Well, well I mean another thing I would mention too is like when you fly into a bigger city, mm -hmm. um, I, I would really recommend turning down like your objects from max to high or medium, just because you know I get a lot of like oh Baltimore has bad FPS, but then they fail to realize is that Baltimore is literally in the middle of a giant city, so. You know, so it's like when you load up the, you know, um, 40,000 houses on top of that, and then you have, you know, the the water and all that, it adds up. So, you know, uh, like, or you go to, like, New York, slide the sliders down. AKA LAX on a 20-mile final. Yes. That's yep. why exactly. I don't fly to LAX. <laughs> wow. 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 Is that so? And JK. Or actually, LaGuardia. That's uh, <laughs> for me. I, I love LaGuardia, JFK, LAX, but I cannot fly there on my current system. It just won't work. It'll be a slideshow. Uh, what about number of objects? Do you max that out, or do you medium? What do you do with number of objects? If you said it already. I usually just run it at high, but I'm I'm on a um, was it i nine. 990k i think or 1090k and then i have a 1080 ti so uh -huh. like i'm not so i'm like medium high 
specs. So, would it be a good idea as a developer to like for your sceneries put your recommended settings, or it doesn't matter because different people have different graphics card? I, I mean, most of the time it's just good with their settings as is. Right. I mean, I you know I just put make sure you have a like a graphics card with you know at least two gigs of VRAM on it, obviously. And you have the hard disk requirements for spacing, but other than that, you're pretty. You can do whatever you want. Now, what about memory? How much is a, of a difference does that make on performance? For Xplane, I think it does a huge improvement. I noticed it when I went from 16 to 32, mm-hmm. because with the RAM, you're loading in all the houses and all the other stuff too. Uh-huh. So, you know. I eventually probably want to go to 64, but... Oh, <laughs> oh there, oh there, ring it back, ring it back. Well, remember, I got, I got like, <laughs> I got a text program running, I got Blender running, I got Discord. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. But, I, I mean, I like to think of it too, though, is that I want to see what the average customer has for a computer and see what the performance is on that. You know, because the high-spec guys, they'll always get good performance on anything. But if you have, like, a... A what like a 1060 or like a 1050 you know that's going to be a huge difference from a 1080 ti <laughs> so i kind of want to be in the middle of the road kind of thing gotcha and we're we're talking to the right person guys i mean this is an it major here so <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this is right up your alley man and i think this is honestly like i mean i'm sure you probably wouldn't claim yourself to be an expert but still it's like even this little bit of information is super helpful because everyone it's just fighting for that extra frame, uh, no matter what their yeah. system, no matter how good or bad. Like you just kind of want that extra FPS. Like me, I'm happy to have thirty. Like thirty, I'm like, yes, this is a good day. Uh, but some people are like, oh my god, I dropped the fifty nine. It's a horrible flight. You know, <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I I I don't even play the, the 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 FPS game anymore. I literally just goes, is it smooth or is it stuttering? And you could tell, you know, pretty much immediately. But I think my the, the thing I hate most about sceneries is just looking in one direction and it's good and the other direction and it's it's horrible. Yeah. You know. It's almost like they have something concentrated in that in that and as you said, it's probably just a different detailing on the building or something. Well, you know, that makes a question because I know on like um a lot of developers they make the mistake of I'm gonna do the terminal well, but then I'm gonna say screw it to the cargo terminal, aka Atlanta. <laughs> from you know you look at it and you're like okay the terminal's really cool but you go to the cargo ramp or like chicago and it's like <laughs> really bad for the cargo area you know so i like to concentrate on both because your two primary simmers are cargo and commercial so right you know i don't see why you should lose focus on you know other hangers just cuz people don't use them as much yeah. Hey, what if you want to fly a private jet into an international airport? That FBO better be looking nice. Signature Atlantic, you know, <laughs> over there. Yep. Yep. Man. That's what man, I liked man. about your New Orleans scenery, actually, because I, I flew airliners into there, but I also like to fly, you know, business jets in and be able to fly in and park on that. I think it was a signature uh, ramp over there next to the terminal. Yeah, so yeah. Really nice. So. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, I like that the fact that uh, your website, you, you you know, when you log into your account, um, there's a major website that doesn't do that, but it shows you what you already have. 
you know, and you can yeah. re-download stuff. I mean, <clears throat> that's very important. That's why I suggest you guys go to um, Vertical Sims website directly, uh, verticalsims.com. It's it's just easier. You know, you can manage to look at all the stuff that you have. If there's up, how often do you update? By the way, talk about that. How often do you update stuff? Um, I mean, I don't really update unless it really needs it. Gotcha. I will update it when an airport releases if it's something major that breaks. Being Omaha was actually a perfect release. Nothing actually broke on Omaha. Wow. At least some like there's a little minor things, but it wouldn't be worth re-downloading an update for it. You know. Um, but most of the time, it's usually just version 1.1, and then that's it for another year. But then you have airports like Tampa, where they completely throw in another taxiway bridge and five more office buildings and a water utility plant. It's like, okay, I'm just going to wait for them to finish that, and then I'll put it in an update. Or like a BWI Pro, where they completely, like, practically took it from the ground up and you know, made it look nice to Did my new really standard. rebuild that airport? Um, I think the only thing that went over was the uh, was the terminal, I think. But even then, I, like, redid all the textures. None of them are, none of them are the same. Oh. And, I mean, you could tell that if it's, you look at Baltimore V1 versus that, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Nice. Wow. Wow. Well, <clears throat> I appreciate it so much, man. Um, this is what I wanted when we asked you to come on the show is just to give us a little bit behind the scenes of how you get stuff done. What's it like between Microsoft and Explain? What causes my damn frames to tank in an airport <laughs> and so forth? You know, this is what I wanted to find out. It's good to talk to a developer that, you know, is able to share that stuff with us because um, a lot of times we're out here in the sim world, have no idea, and we, we might talk bad about a developer or curse a developer and not knowing the struggles yep. they have to go through to make stuff done. I mean, what's the feedback you get on your stuff? I mean, how do you deal with negative comments or negative critiques of your airport? How do you deal with that stuff? It's really funny you ask that because um, <laughs> as some of my friends say, sometimes I get really like heated for a little bit. You know, someone's like, because I think my issue is a lot of people like to point out like the littlest of things. They're like, oh, this isn't exactly 100% like it is. and something like that and it's like you hate yourself but it's also like you're gonna really find the smallest little things you know versus i spent four months on this and that's that so but i've learned to you know do that and you know to take it more positively and saying like okay i disagree with you on this but i will try and work out a compromise you know because um i know the big thing now for microsoft is you got to put interiors on everything, but it's like you can't do that. You can't do that next plane because the performance isn't there. So, you know, like I try to find compromise with everything, and you know, you don't. I learned to not, you know, take it so close to heart when it comes to those things because some people are just like that in the world. So you just kind of have to brush it off and look at actually valid responses and feedback, and not you know, petty people. And just continue what you're doing. Yeah, because like, imagine if what Walmart and Google took from all their negative reviews you see online and stuff like that. They don't. They don't take it to heart. No. You know, <laughs> they so, don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Wow. Wow. So wow before wow. we move on, I just want to talk really quickly about the future. 
Um, I know that you, uh, I believe you announced you're working on a new airport, right? Um, can you say what that is? Is that public? I don't know. Uh, I actually did announce um, Boise back in May. So that's the current project right now. I'm hoping to release it within the next two, three weeks, something like that. Maybe next week if I'm really lucky. And so that'll be the last one for this year. Oh. So I hope it'll be a good Christmas present for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then after that, I have no idea, no clue yet. I don't know if PMDG is going to be coming out by the end of the year. Probably not at this point, considering we're supposed to be back in May or uh, June. So I'm thinking it's going to be another X-Plane. And I was actually looking at doing another big one, like Tampa. I don't know which one yet. Um, <clears throat> I've had a lot for Houston. <laughs> so much for Houston. I will say, I don't know if you know Houston, this. Houston, I've so many. Houston, Charlotte, Nashville. Palm Beach. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> no, Charlotte is a big one on the East Coast too. I'll say this: that uh, yeah. How do you? I guess because you mentioned Houston, and I actually learned not long ago because Houston is my home airport. Uh, IH specifically, not HOU. Because you already have a free, amazing free version of HOU actually. Um, but uh, IH, I've been like you know really lacking there. Uh, there's a freeware version for it, which is okay. They like put a couple custom objects and put a bunch of apartment buildings around it. Um, but I know somebody else is working on it. I've, I've actually found out. There's some other person I never heard of, some other developer working on an IH. Um, another developer also just released a Charlotte recently. That's, uh, you know, it is what it is. So how, like, does that, sh whenever you see that another developer has kind of, like, announced they're working on a, a project or an airport, do you, what is your mindset behind, like, all right, I can make a better one or I'm going to go somewhere else? Generally, between scenery developers, at least veteran ones, it's where if we don't really step on each other's toes, you know, you kind of like respect each other, then that, okay, that's that's the airport you're doing, go ahead, you're fine. Um, but I think as more airports start to come out, it's like the gap closes on what you can do, and when it's your full-time job, you're kind of like, I really just have to do something. But a lot of the times now, especially because COVID happened, and a lot of construction was done. So stuff that may have been there five years ago when the scenery came out, it's totally different today. Um, like a good example is, uh, what is it, Fort Myers, I think, down in Florida. You know, like you look at some of the texturing and you're like, okay, that's a little outdated. I can maybe do better with it. But, you know, it's just, it really depends. You know, like I said, you kind of personally, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus or anything. But if it, you don't see it to be good enough, you're going to do it anyways. You know, um, like if someone released to Tampa tomorrow, you know, like how how does that compare to mine? And if they try and beat mine, I'm gonna come back and you know Make it try and beat theirs. Yeah, I like because, that mindset. I like that. You know, <laughs> I like that. So, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a competitive person. So it's it's more of like, okay, I worked hard on this, and you're trying to show me up on it. It, it ain't gonna happen. You know. Because, so. Um, I've noticed this, and I don't want to branch off on this too much because I could talk about this quite a lot because it actually pisses me off when y'all do this um, okay. because I end up buying both sceneries, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then I'm like, crap. Like, so like for us, I feel like, you know, it, it, can, it can help us, you know, us as in the buyer, um, but also can hurt us because we could see like, all right, well, I've been waiting so long for, for Dallas-Fort Worth, something like that to come out, 
right? And then it's actually happening. This is a true story. Uh, I was waiting so long for Dallas Fort Worth to come out. Somebody released it. It was better than default. Uh, we all thought it was pretty decent at the time. And then, I don't know, three months later, somebody else came out with one that actually looked a lot better, but I refused to buy it because I already had the old one. Um, and you know what? That old one is, I don't know if anybody knows who this developer is, but they don't exist anymore. Like, it's off all the stores. Like, <laughs> it's gone. Oh, wow. Um, and so, and the same thing happened in Atlanta. I think uh, there's a, a lot of airports around, a lot of the major airports that's happened that, um, and so it's kind of interesting that it could happen at some of the smaller ones too, you know, but at the same time, I like that competitiveness, you know, that you said, um, but at the same time, as a person who probably bought the first one because it was the first one and the only one, um, it's like, dang it, well, now Vertical Sim came out with one. I know his is going to be better, so I got to buy his too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, that's why I really like to be transparent on, you know, what I'm working on. That way people know to plan ahead. You know, like, as soon as I start an airport, you know, I mean, I know Mr. X does it when he's really close to release, but it's like, I'd rather people know ahead of time, you know, so they could put, you know, if they would put money away, you know, or something like that, they have the time to do so. Or if they want to hold off on buying an airport, they can do so, you know, um, but you know, it's just you can't you can't really know, hundred you percent. Know. Question for you: Somebody in the chat says, "How about the Caribbean? Have you ever thought about doing any Caribbean airports? At least the destinations where you know there's like a lot of tourist activities. Anything in the Caribbean at all, or no? Not yet. Um, I mean, I wouldn't really consider it the Caribbean, but like, uh, I mean, I really like to do a Montego. Um, yeah, I know there's already one. <laughs> It's mediocre. One, yeah. So I think right. that would be a fun one. Or, um, what is it? Bermuda, I think, is one right. that I, I saw. Uh, but, and Haiti. And Haiti, man. Haiti's yeah. a big one. Uh, I think there's also Havana. I don't think this is Havana anywhere. No. Why don't we have a Havana? That is such, like, I don't know, it's just like in a, a prime position to get to from Miami, uh, from the well, Caribbean. The one question I probably know. <laughs> Because I've had, at least in the Caribbean-wise, MDSD is the most requested I've got down there. Can you, like, explain, like, what what's so, like, popular, that one? Um, it, Republic. It's, it's, a, it's a tourist attraction. It's a tourist destination. It actually is a version on Microsoft already, I believe. Yeah. Well, um, I think, yeah, because I think I've gotten... I almost converted the guys um, to explain. But, yeah. You know. Las Americas International, man. It's it's, it, it's a good one. It's it really is, you know, and um, it's just tourists going in and out here like crazy. That's so that's what I'm saying. If you could do the Caribbean ones where there's a lot of tourist traffic, you know, a lot of guys from Europe love to fly to the Caribbean because for them there's a lot of real world flights that do that. Out of you know, out of England, out of Germany, a out of France, haul. yeah. long hauls into those places too. So you know. Man, you're not gonna have time to de finish developing Cena for the next twenty years. <laughs> Once you do all of them, <laughs> yeah. How but... stressful is that? Just out of curiosity, too, because I know that you know I can already see the chat blowing up with just locations of all over the world. Um, but like, how stressful is that? Like, for example, like you're coming to a close under Boise, Idaho scenery, 
you know, we're all looking forward to that. And you're probably trying to think, all right, what's the best thing for me to do next? You know, should I work on an X-Plane scenery? Should I convert to a Microsoft scenery? You know, uh, and then you also have, you know, I know that I've seen you put polls out asking people their opinion on what airports they like to see, uh, which I like yep. that. But like, how stressful is it for you to kind of come to that final decision and say, all right, I'm going hands down, <laughs> all in on this air in the airport? Uh, you really don't want to know. <laughs> um, but I mean, essentially, it's pretty much like, okay, what I mean, it's like like any sort of like project, what requires the least amount to go in to get you know the most out from it, you know. Um, but also depends like, like I'm not gonna do an airport that has fifteen hundred hangars and you get like no return on it. You know, that people aren't happy with it. They don't really fly there. Or, you know, is, is this terminal being redone? Because, like, you look at Kansas City, their term, their circular terminals completely being torn out. So you don't want to, like, force yourself to do that and everything like that, and then you get screwed over. So you kind of have to look at it and say, what would be, you know, worth my time? What can I feasibly get done? And, you know, like, what what do I have the most research on? Is it up to date? You know, kind of things like that. But, no, that's probably the most stressful thing about this job is deciding what's next. So, but, I mean, like I said, there's been some mistakes and there's been some things like, you know, Fayetteville wasn't popular, Corpus Christi kind of eh. But, you know, it, it's win or lose with everything. So, you know. Yeah, Corpus Christi's been on my uh on my wish list. <laughs> I live in Texas, so I'm trying to find more places to fly to out of Houston that aren't three hours long. Um, so right. Corpus Christi's just right. And, and, and I mean, like, I like to see like I wish I had some kind of live software to say, okay, these are the people flying to my airports, but you just don't know. So, True. you know, sometimes I like to span YouTube and see what people are using, but uh, you just don't know, you know. So, I just that would be a, a nice piece of software to have to say, hey, right, this is how many simmers are flying to this city. You could probably <laughs> use like VATSIM or something like that to find that out. Yes. I mean, I like to go by uh, official recorded passenger counts, but you know, which one has the most amount of airlines and routes and things like that. Um, or like you just kind of think, like, do most people know Fayetteville, North Carolina, or do they know, you know, Tampa? You know, <laughs> right, right. so, but moment of silence. Did we get <laughs> like, what we, happened? Like, yeah, so are we happened? still on? We lose power. Oh, hello, are we on the air? No, I'm just I'm just here thinking about, you know, the whole scenery development thing. You know, we talk about airplanes mm -hmm. a lot. We talk about airplane developers a lot. And I just feel that we don't put as much weight on scenery developers, which is 50% of the damn simming. Think about it. We load up, you load up in a scenery all the time, every single time you go to fly. Probably more Even than fifty percent because yeah. it's not the same plane to fifty different airports. Exactly, you know, <laughs> and for some reason that, yeah, I mean, where where do you where do you think you rank in the, the whole simming thing as a senior developer versus a, a airplane developer? I mean, we seem to give them more praise. Uh, have you ever thought about that? 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't really like step on people's toes and whatnot. But I mean, I know airplanes are obviously way more work than a scenery because doing systems design is, you know, it's not it's not easy. Uh, you know, you have to know programming languages like uh, Python and C++, things like that. They're just lots and lots of work. Um, but they also have teams doing them. You know, like I and I have someone who textured the plane. They have someone who did the systems. So, you know, it's really, it's like apples to oranges. They, they just don't compare. They're just two different, you know, entities. Um, but, I mean, I think, you know, maybe the reason planes are, you know, more respected is because they use them 24-7. You know, you spend 99% of your time in the cockpit. You know, you maybe like stroll outside one time to see the scenery. And that's that. But that being said is, you know, when you're taxiing out, you don't see, like, explain default trees and stuff like that. I think that's when you kind of, like, see, like, okay, this is why I own this airport. I don't, I'm not using Gateway kind of thing. So. Yep. You fly it and you land and it's uh, immersion ruined. <laughs> I saw, what the... are some ways, and I don't know if you've been thinking about this at all, but, you know, maybe not just for you, because I'm not sure, like, what what span of range you can do or you have thoughts of doing, but what kind of, like, in the future for your sceneries or just sceneries in general based on X-Plane, X-Plane 12, Microsoft, like, what what can you and other scenery developers do to take scenery to the next level? Um, I think it's really going to be, they said, like, with Microsoft, I think interiors are going to be the next big thing. Well, they kind of already are for Microsoft at least, so probably it's going to come to explain soon. Um, another thing would be probably integrating some kind of like like SAM onto a hangar and stuff like that. But I think it's mostly going to come down to texture and modeling enhancements. You know, like I could do more with Explain than I could in Explain 10 type thing, you know, with PBR and things like that. And as computers get better and better, you know, you have more room to expand into these things. But, you know, at the same point, it's like, I can make a hanger that opens up with Sam, but it's like, how many people are actually going to use that? You know, yeah, it's like, like you see Portland, they have one of those hangers that do that in there, but I've never seen anybody open the hanger. On the, the flight beam Portland. Nobody didn't even know that. I didn't yeah. know that. It, I was just there. I yeah. had no idea that it opened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all... In all honesty, the the only time I actually carefully look over a scenery is when I'm doing a showcase of it, you know. And there's so much good goodies there, but you load up, you want to get your clearance, you want to taxi out, push back. I love the scenery in the background, like a wing shot yeah. off the scenery where everything is there, all the clutter and stuff. It's just like makes the immersion better, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you never get to see the GA ramp, as uh, Blue was saying. You never get to see the cargo ramp because even though it's detailed, we don't even go there, you know. But hey, um, one one last question that I have, and Dimitri in the chat just dropped it. He goes, uh, "Why is it so difficult for scenery developers to provide proper author integration or patches with their scenery? What's the thing with author or playing nice with author? How easy or how hard is that?" Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, there's no really like nice mesh kit that we have. It's literally like sitting in there and typing in numbers like. 23.45 and then 26 point whatever and you have to slowly like make your way up 
mm. um, to learn how to use just numbers to make a 3D mesh, which really doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> it's mm. like, but like I said, like Microsoft has the kit, K3D has the kit, just X-Plane doesn't have the kit. And, you know, when you're trying to integrate it into OrthoFXP and, you know, you, you wouldn't believe how many support questions I've gotten on Tampa with the uh, the bridge that goes over the highway. Because, you know, people don't want to read manuals and stuff like that. So you try to make it easier. But the way X-Plane does it, you have to build it into OrthoFXP. So essentially, it's like, forget it. Like, there's some methods you can do to go to get around it, but it doesn't look as right. Um, but it's just, like I said, there's no mesh tool. So it's really a pain in the, you know, what. So I, I'm going to be knocking at Austin's door, like, 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do it, do it. All right. We're actually at what? Two hours? Holy crap, Almost, man. You talk geez. a lot. You talk a lot vertical. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> you kept us on here forever. Um, uh, I do have one last thing to ask to sure. wrap it up. Is yeah, what are your man. thoughts on like uh you talked about interiors and stuff like that for like Microsoft and I know that some people you've done interiors as well for X Play a little bit as well. What do you think about like character modeling and people and animations yeah. of either objects or animating people? Uh, well, I mean, P3D has this already. Um, there's been a few aspects in Microsoft now, uh, a few sceneries out there who've uh, modeled you know, people walking or, or animating around or standing, whatever. You know, the quality of that's gotten a little bit better. So what are your thoughts on that? And do you think that that can progress even more to get something more of a P3D level where we're seeing more, you know, more lively <laughs> terminals and and uh ramps yeah i'm he said i think explains really lacking the performance to do that yet maybe it'll change with explain 12. um but i think maybe it, a lot of people see it as like it's not really worth performance of that like interiors are one thing right because when you park at night you see the inside you know you see the quiz notes in the back or something that's that <laughs> um, but at least for right now, I think it's still maybe a good two or three years away. Or maybe people do something like that. It might never become a thing. Uh, because, except most people literally just sit in the airport terminal on their phones. So, you know, when I see, like, scenery developers making them, like, jumping around doing, like, high fives in the terminal waiting for a plane, it's like... <laughs> I mean, I, I think, honestly, I think Nimbus, for at least for X-Plane, has the best when it comes to that. I mean, because he does little things like a guy flipping through a newspaper yeah. and stuff like that. But X-Plane's animations are just very limited right now because they don't have what's called... Um, what's it called? It has to do with bones. Like, they're... I forgot the name of them, but they're, like, logical bones. I know what you're talking about. Dang, I forgot the yeah. name, too. Um, but essentially, that's that's the issue with X-Plane right now. So you can't have a proper, like, walking animation yet. So that's, again... I'm hoping maybe we'll change, but as right now, I think interiors are enough, and I like to have a congruent approach where the hangers, the FBOs, the you know all that has the same level of quality, rather than you know BSing the hangers just to add animated people into the terminal. You know, it, it's just I think I try to go with what most people see as that, and that's what I've at least heard is people you know they want high-quality buildings versus John Foreman walking through the terminal, you know. 
So got you. Wow, it's a trade-off basically at this point with Explain itself. Yeah, so that's, okay. we're waiting to see what changes essentially. All right. Twelve's coming. What are your hope? What are your hopes for Explain Twelve, and what are your hopes for Microsoft in the in the coming six months to a year? I'd say for at least we'll get better like scenery tools. Better scenery tools. <laughs> hey, I didn't hear anything to say, but gotcha. It's true. Find ways to make our lives, you know, a little bit easier. On whatnot, but I mean, if it is, it's it is what it is. You know, after doing it for three years, you're like, okay, I've already accepted the problems and all that, and you know, but that's that's just part of life. Nice. So, but ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Vertical Sim. Thank you, thank you, brother, so much for coming yeah. on the stream, hanging out with us, talking for two hours. Jeez, man. VerticalSims.com. <laughs> you know, you've given us so much great sceneries, and um, I love your website, by the way. I'm going to talk to you about that because I need one that looks like that. <laughs> and, um, thanks so much for just sharing behind the scenes, man. Um, Blue. Yeah, man, same thing, man. This is definitely an honor to have you on with this. I mean, I've always appreciated your scenery, um, flying in and out of them, and uh, – also appreciating your price point. I want to praise you for that. We didn't mention that that much, but um, uh, being able to have affordable scenery as well um, that doesn't like really just make you grit your teeth when you buy it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just definitely an honor and thank you, man, for coming on the show. And I uh, was definitely looking forward to it, man. And great to hear your perspective on everything. And uh, looking forward to seeing your uh, Boise, Idaho coming soon. And anything else you drop, man? I'm probably gonna buy some more of your old stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Wow. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to go finish out my downloads on your site right now because I had some stuff that I haven't downloaded for my new computer. So and then I'm going to jump back into Tampa and crank it up and see what it looks like with this new rig I got. <laughs> it's going to be good. Oh, man. Blue, what you got coming up tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we'll be back on Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, most likely in a FlyBoWire A320, you know, the GOAT of uh, MSFS right now. And um, yeah, so be there. It'll be 11 a.m. Eastern, 1500 Zulu. What about you? Um, I'm, I'm, my last stream was supposed to be yesterday or the day before. I'm actually considering doing one before I leave because I'm leaving for the weekend. No more streams until Monday. Wow. Uh, hand of God is saying no. And <laughs> uh, I'm thinking that there's going to be a good computer here to use. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll check your stream out more than likely, if anything, man. That's it, man. We're going to go away for the weekend, guys. We'll be back on Monday. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I actually just found out that I got a trip. I'm leaving uh, Sunday night. Won't be back till like Wednesday. So, yeah, but, um, you know, it'll be good. Definitely watch the uh, Instagram. I'll be posting lots of stuff for my trip. So stay tuned for that. All right, gentlemen, ladies, thank you so much. We are going to be out till next Thursday. Again, we have another Blue experience. We'll just keep the guests rolling in. We'll keep the commentaries coming in. And thank you so much. And as Blue would say, I can't remember it. Go ahead, Blue, and say <laughs> remember, it. You have three choices. Give up, give in, and give it all. You got peace, love, and God bless you. We will see you guys next time, next video. We out. Good deal. Good deal. Bye.